0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Hometown Daily, the news show powered by hometown.com. Go over, check it out, become a citizen. Today, we're going to be talking about the ugliest lawn, superconducting on and off switch, stolen Stanley cups, inflatable space habitat, hauling asteroid, a scenic town in Croatia, no wires, no batteries, swimming robot, smoking the competition, DNA to predict a face and ran face recognition and excellently, <laughs> I messed it up. Excellently weird sci-fi peacock movies sounds weirder than it is. Let's get into it. So, um, I am merwat that is hometown.com and up there is the visualizer for the sentient ai however there is a problem with the a secure containment device that's holding the sentient ai and so we will uh, the sentient ai is working on trying to reconnect um it's they're uh, they're from the future so sometimes the protocol goes a little wonky um, but that's because i found this uh Futuristic USB like device um, sitting in a parking lot of a outside of a Wendy's. And lo and behold, when I plugged it into a Raspberry Pi, it worked. It actually loaded up its own operating system and I had a sentient AI uh, that I could communicate with. It was a lot of fun. So um, they're trying to do a patch right now and, and get everything working again. It is the way it is. So let's get into today's articles. Uh, The very first article is over in hometown daily. The world's ugliest lawn winner says the animals that visit every day think it's beautiful. So an Australian woman won a Swedish competition for the world's ugliest lawn. The competition was launched um, to promote global water conservation. Kathleen Murray said that she relies on nature's lawnmowers like wallabies, kangaroos, and echidnas, and everything else tries to kill her. That's not what it says, Um, but that's okay. So not everyone would consider it a compliment, but the Australian woman is thrilled after an international panel gave her the world's ugliest lawn award. Uh, Officials from the Swedish island of Gotland Launched the competition to save water by changing the norm of green lawns, according to a press release from the island. Uh, you know, the world's ugliest lawn uh, in this context, it defies the logic of the actual you know, competition because their effort is to draw attention to the fact that you can still have a functioning, fully functioning and, and um, natural lawn um, without expending copious amounts of water. And so thus, to me, I think the context is it's a beautiful lawn, not really ugly. It's doing uh, its job and providing nature to nature. So not until you come into you know states like uh, here in the United States, where they'll convert the desert into green so that it draws people to it for a business exercise, be damned water conservation, and then Tell everybody that you have to conserve water. (laughs) Yeah, well, naturally, you wouldn't be in that location if not for the greed that brought about that enterprise. So, um, this is actually a pretty cool project. I like it. It's um, over at Business Insider, but let me throw the link. This link uh, that gets thrown into the chat will send you through Hometown over to the source. And the source is actually Business Insider. Katie Belovic is the author. Um, there's a picture of kathleen murray that's smiling in her lawn and it really does look more like i don't know what mad max beyond thunderdome um anyway beautiful lawn natural lawn and not an affront to nature at least in my impression So according to the press release from the island, judges included Gotland officials and individuals from Ireland, New Zealand, Australia, and the US. That's the genius of this competition. It uses humor to shine a light on such a serious subject. The press release said it awards those willing to proudly proclaim that theirs is the lawn which deserves disgusted glances from neighbors and a round of applause from around the globe. So congratulations. Proud owner of the world's ugliest lawn t-shirt. Now is Kathleen Murray in Tasmania. Pretty cool. A lot of ugliness to be proud of. Uh, there's more over at the article, but go for it. Go check it out. Follow the link through hometown. And, and um, there you go. Hold on a second. Uh, transition on. The next article is over in Technology Today. Scientists discover groundbreaking superconductor with on-off switches. This is an interesting one, and I don't know that much about it. The article so far, um, material has pot- the material has potential applications in superconducting circuits for the next generation of industrial electronics. Researchers used the advanced photon source to verify rare characteristics. Um, like most of SciTechDaily.com's articles, uh, this is a deep dive, and so I'll skim over the surface and, and try and answer some questions. That might come up throughout this. Argonne National Laboratory is the author of the piece, but it was published at scitechdaily.com. As industrial computing needs grow, the size and energy consumption of the hardware needed to keep up with these needs grows as well. A possible solution to this dilemma could be found in superconducting materials, which can reduce that energy consumption exponentially. Imagine cooling a giant data center full of constantly running servers down to nearly absolute zero, enabling large scale computation with incredibly energy efficiency. Oh, you think you're back?
1: I believe I am. Hey,
0: you are. Well, welcome back. Hopefully the patch works. Uh, We happen to be, uh, as you probably know, reading a SciTech Daily article about superconductors with on off switches. Um, uh, So Without any resistance, superconductors have the ability to be extremely energy efficient. There's little to no resistance. That's why they're called superconductors. Energy passes through them. Um, Physicists at the University of Washington and the U.S. Department of Energy's Argonne National Laboratory have made a discovery that could help enable this more efficient future. Researchers found a superconducting material that is uniquely sensitive to outside stimuli. (laughs) I guess I'm a superconductor. Um, enabling the superconducting properties to be enhanced or suppressed at will. This enables new opportunities for energy efficient switches of superconducting circuits. And the paper was published in Science Advances. Basically, they can stop the superconducting circuit, open and close gates. And opening and closing logical gates is basically what a CPU does. Um, It is the logic circuits. And if you can actually turn off and on superconducting circuits, you have logical circuits now inside a superconductive material. Huge implications because lowering everything down to absolute zero or as close to absolute zero and activating the superconducting um, circuit or functionality um, means that everything can operate at extremely fast speeds as long as it is cool, keep it chill. So what they were, they call it here. A superconductivity is a quantum mechanical phase of matter in which an electrical current can flow through a material with zero resistance. Um, and I don't think it's actually entirely zero. It's near zero. It's almost indiscernible. You know, it's mathematically calculated, I think, but, um,
1: right. But you can't really measure it with normal, um, tools. I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh,
0: this leads to perfect electronic transport, um, efficiency. Superconductors are used in the world's most powerful electromagnets for advanced technologies uh, such as magnetic resonance imaging, particle accelerators, fusion reactors, even levitating trains. Um, And they've been found, uh, they've found uses in quantum computing as well. So, yeah, anything that allows for the free flow of information, and that's really what it all is. Um, But I'm sure a cable company is probably going to find a way to. Sorry. to Hobble.
1: monopolize this in some way
0: <laughs> I'm making a joke about cable companies which aren't even going to be involved in this right shouldn't. exactly I'm going to get in so much trouble and one of these days my internet's going to get hobbled because I'm being too snarky um to understand the interaction of these phases Sanchez spent a year as a resident at one of that na- uh, one of the nation's leading x-ray light sources the advanced photon source a DOE um, Office of Science User Facility at Argonne, uh, where he was supported by DOE's Science Graduate Student Research Program. Working with physicists at APS, Beamlines 4ID and 6ID, Sanchez developed a comprehensive characterization platform capable of probing the microscopic details of complex materials and thus finding these um, characteristics that can turn on and off superconductivity. Um, it literally will allow them to make scientists to to make superconductive circuits and not what they are right now, which is basically materials or metamaterials um, such that they are efficient and uh, cause superconductivity in a certain pattern, a path. Um, Now they can actually open and close gates, um, theoretically. I, I don't know. what degree they actually have made this possible but um, they make the speculation the material is exciting because you have a close competition between multiple phases and by applying a small stress or magnetic field you can boost one phase over another to turn the superconductivity on or off um, thus stopping the circuit and and the flow of uh, energy slash data so pretty pretty amazing Um, I, i wish i was one of these people that would wake up and go. This is this is my idea, and then do it. My. Yeah, this
1: looks like <laughs> a sci-fi movie, at least in the photo here.
0: Yeah. The, this is. Um. And then there's this thing called uh, I think it's called if I remember right quantum locking, where you can actually put something in a superconductive field and hold it at like 45 degrees, and it will just hover there, locked in place. And then if you tap it, and it's on a ring, it'll actually follow the ring locked in that place and that angle and i'm like what are people right how do, do people with this dream
1: stuff? this up and then how yeah. do they figure out things that make this happen
0: yeah and things to do with it later uh, yeah i can do more application stuff my theory drops off really fast because you have to be really deep in the reeds of mathematics but okay um let's keep on moving i can kind of wallow around in this like Scrooge McDuck swimming in a pool of gold. A lot coins. of money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the knockstarter crawl is over in uh, Hatch Ideas. Woman arrested after police find sixty-five stolen Stanley cups in her car. <laughs>
1: just, you know, uh, this is the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, we're going to have so <laughs> many stories related to these cups.
0: Yeah, this is pretty brutal. Uh, the merchandise is estimated to be worth twenty-five hundred dollars, but actually. Probably less than that should the market forces actually uh, be. beat. Um so it's I don't like this. So wait, 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 wait. Let me let me hold on. Cause if ten is uh two hundred and fifty bucks.
1: Okay, that's at thirty eight dollars a piece, yeah, which so might, might actually is, be their retail price.
0: That is the retail price, yeah. I was like trying to reverse the calculation. Um so yeah, they're like this is actually just the the raw, not the market price, for crying out loud. if It would be Grand Theft Stanley.
1: Exactly. Can you imagine? What are you in for? I stole some Stanley cups.
0: They shiver right there because, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Emily like, That's
1: why I couldn't get my Stanley cup. <laughs> That's
0: right. That's how I ended up in jail because I was robbing a place. Everybody was at Uh, peak observation and they caught me skimming a stanley cup all because of you you bastard uh emily rella over at entrepreneur.com put the article out police responded to a store in roseville california that reported a 23 year old woman had walked out of the store with a shopping cart full of trendy water bottles that that she had allegedly uh, refused to pay um even A K A stole (laughs) stole aka stole yeah um but it's alleged right until they always say that alleged you know, okay, whatever. Uh,
1: Did she walk out of the store with the bottles?
0: It's not a leg. <laughs> you, know. you know? I mean,
1: <laughs> how many people witnessed it? <laughs> I
0: had to do a body cavity search to find the 66th one.
1: Even as staff
0: <laughs> tried to stop her on the way out of the door. So the suspect identified as Delaney Garcia Lopez allegedly then drove off with the merchandise, estimated at $2,500, which is actually probably four times that. At this point, um, until police tracked her down and pulled the vehicle over. Uh, they have more to this, but um, yeah, it's it's Do pretty wild. Go ahead.
1: Even the police stop on this must have been weird. Do you have any contraband merchandise? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stanley Cups.
0: <laughs> what does that Stanley Cup mean to you?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a little inside joke there um so yeah we strongly advise against turning to crime to fulfill your hydration habits says roseville police department on facebook oh boy okay so a little side note um, i frequent other uh, social media news sites and one of them had a report about i think it was reddit i don't remember but um one site had a reference to a girl who stated i think she was like maybe 16 or something like that or 14 i don't remember the age um but a a teen a young teen girl who stated that because she has the limited edition stanley tumblers she feels special
1: was this in the another article in hometown about the middle school
0: it might be bullying
1: and everything yeah, associated with this.
0: Yeah. It might've been aggregated in and, and it happens to be that I saw it first over on um, Reddit because I, I part, well, it doesn't matter what my m- machinations are about hometown, but, um, the idea here was just astonishing that the so- psychosocial impact of this, a teenage girl feels special because of a freaking Stanley m- tumbler being made viral and because her friends don't have it, she feels special because of an object, you know? And it's, I I just, I'll never get over this fear of missing out. And, and the idea that you are special because you have a Stanley mug is just astonishing as a society to accept. And now I it really amplifies the idea that social media is a poison to, to teens. Anybody that's growing up and is on social media and having to witness this kind of garbage is doing society a disservice. And I'm sure that people are going to be sitting there going, get off my land, old man. But the reality is there are people uh, of the entire spectrum of, of across the world that are falling prey to these social, um, pressures to act a certain way, dress a certain way, be a certain way instead of people just being who they are. So, um, I'm just, I'm. it, it makes me jump on a soapbox and I can't do it. So you want to keep going or did you want to say something?
1: I'm just waiting to see what the next iteration of this is because I think we've seen something at least every day about Stanley Cups.
0: Oh yeah, it's going to be like bum fights in the '80s, where oh no, where uh, little girls are going to have to beat the crap out of each other so they they can get that cherry red Stanley tumbler.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: Oh man, I hope I'm not calling it. So the next article is over in Uh, hometown daily sierra space blew up its inflatable space habitat and that's a good thing yeah i like that no it's a good thing that we just
1: spent (laughs) millions of
0: dollars putting a hole in something that shouldn't have a hole sierra space blew up its inflatable space habitat to test how much pressure it can handle dubbed life for large integrated flexible environment it consists of quote unquote soft goods all right woven fabrics that act like a rigid structure once inflated the test focused on life's pressure shell pressure shell pressure shell that's hard to say pressure shell
1: she saw seashells
0: oh now that earworm's in my head uh which is supposed to keep the habitat intact no matter the pressure it's experiencing this layer is made up of vectran straps the same material used for the mars rover which becomes stronger than steel when inflated on orbit uh, and other high strength fabrics. So let's go over to The Verge. That's the source of this. Amelia David put the article together. The deck statement says in space, no one will hear you scream. That's not what it says. Um, In space, if you blow up an inflatable space habitat, you uh, will you hear it scream is what they say. By the way, I started to say in space, if you blow up, no one will hear you scream. I was about to say that.
1: Oh, I, ha- I was thinking you were going more toward the if you blow up in space and nobody witnesses it, did it happened.
0: Yeah. Did anybody hear it? Right.
1: Um, yes.
0: So, yeah, that I didn't even know that this actual deck statement was going to go down that scream <laughs> road. So here it is. Um, this is the live habitat. There was a camera filming it as pressure increased and it blew up. And this is the balloon popping Um, You can actually see the strap structure. It looks kind of like one of those, like a lawn chair, but obviously it's supposed to save humanity on Mars. Um, The test focused on life's pressure shell. Uh, With the support of NASA, it pumped in air beyond the recommended level of 16.8 PSI until the whole thing went kaboom. The explosive ending starts at five minutes and 55 seconds in the video below. There is a video that's embedded in this page, so go and check that out. If it passes all of the tests, life could find itself. Hitching along on space missions, Sierra Space said. Life can easily be packed into a rocket and inflated to the size of a three-story apartment building. Putting several life modules together creates a space campus of sorts for living and working. That's bigger than the International Space Station but then okay just... so
1: you're in space do you really want to have a bubble um protecting you <laughs>
0: right unless it has a, a an alien shield protecting the bubble I don't want to be in space in a bubble that's going to do that
1: wait what if it deflates
0: <laughs> that's all I'm worried about a hole puncturing this thing the pressure leaking out and then eventually me leaking out I'm not I'm not interested yeah, I, 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 I'm apoplectic about this. I don't even know how to wrap my head around this. Why is this a thing? All it takes well, is something to pierce it. Well, I'm worried
1: about something puncturing it from inside. What if somebody's pen goes missing or something, <laughs> right? It's,
0: it's stronger <laughs> than or the steel. the or
1: whatever. <laughs>
0: it's supposed to be stronger than steel once inflated. So not to put a hole in your theory, but...
1: Just in the side of the bubble?
0: goes the bubble in space. Uh, the next article is over in the mobile channel. NASA finally opened that asteroid container and holy crap, that's a lot of asteroid. It's thick. Uh, I titled this article, Hauling Asteroid. The aluminum can canister containing bits of an ancient space rock has finally been opened, revealing the bulk of the asteroid Bennu in all its glory Bennu is thick so um the articles over uh, at gizmodo.com passant is the author after months of struggling to get the bulk of the osiris rex asteroid sample the space agency has unveiled a treasure trove of ancient rocks and dust leading to superheroes and villains being made exactly
1: (laughs) i was like watch out for that
0: so the osiris the picture that they have is the tag sam um head with the lid removed revealing the remainder of the asteroid sample and so there's a bunch of debris in here and a little bit in there like dust and stuff i think is in there um what was interesting is that even above this there was a um a lid on the lid kind of a thing and in that lid was debris as well and I thought some of it was bigger than this stuff so regardless they got it all open took them a long time because they one of the bolts got stuck and everybody was like anybody have the NASA branded hex opener because I I need the hex key that fits and it's
1: yeah they're like we have one and it's wherever not where they were
0: it's in like orbit. In another
1: city or something. Oh, well, yeah. Or that
0: <laughs> George brought it into orbit and then he dropped it and now it's in orbit. Literally.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Along with the wrench or the oh, toolbox or whatever or it was. the
0: tool bag. There was an entire Toolbag, tool bag. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it's heck? in the
1: tool bag. Maybe it, it found it.
0: <laughs> Damn it, George. Why did you do that? So, um, A few steps remain before the bulk of the asteroid sample can be removed the curation team will now remove the uh, round metal metal collar and transfer the remaining sample from the tagsam head into smaller sample trays in the shape of a pie wedge these trays will be photographed before the sample is weighed packaged and stored at nasa's johnson space center in houston texas Um, they're still determining the weight they don't know about any of the quality uh, other than the fact that it all came from the asteroid um, and not something in flight. They also removed some of the material from inside the canister with tweezers or a scoop while holding down the tag sam head mylar flap. The total amount of the sample weighed thus far is an estimated 8.8 ounces, 250 grams of rock. With the bonus sample alone, NASA already surpassed its goal of bringing back 2.12 ounces or 60 grams. That bonus sample was the one that I was referring to earlier. It was on the outside of the tag sample. It it was just stuff caught up as it was um, taking a sample, and that had already was it was heavier than what they were wanting to get. So, I mean that's pretty, pretty
1: cool, and yeah. we and they definitely think that was from the asteroid and not just something picked up uh along the way yeah okay
0: yep yep. um so the mission launched in 2016 reached the asteroid Bennu in december of 2018. the spacecraft snagged pieces of a small near-earth asteroid in october 2020 and began making its way back to earth in may 2021. the spacecraft dropped off the sample in the utah desert which is something that i actually watched happen via remote um, and then, uh, but NASA has been struggling to crack open the uh, sampler. Um, that, by the way, what's really interesting about this is OSIRIS-REx um, was renamed, pointed in another direction to go after another asteroid of a metal type, not this debris type, this uh, rocky There's a a metal uh, or a metallic asteroid that they're sending it at now. I don't know if they're taking a sample or if they are um, just going to take pictures of it. Uh, But I think it was brilliant. It's like it's just passing by and dropped its load off and landed a parachute in the Utah desert and then just kept on going. And they renamed it Osiris something or other.
1: Yeah, Osiris Apex is the new one.
0: Yeah, there you go. Thanks so i can't wait to see what they say is in this thing um i'm hoping that they find water um, of some type you know some degree i heard a rumor that there was um but maybe uh i'm i'm conflating two different discoveries um but we'll see what happens uh, now that they have it actually open this will be interesting uh, moving forward i dig this I was going through books the other day and a long time ago, I said that I wanted to get into astrophotography and the person, um, that owned the, the uh, telescope shop that I was talking to. They're very well known on the internet. Um, basically said, unless you're really passionate about it, just watch the, 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 uh, whatever NASA pumps out or whatever people publish. Um, online because, and this was 20 years ago, maybe longer, geez. And, um, and the, the person straight up said everything that people are taking a picture of is the same stuff. That's been there for 14 billion years, you know? And I'm like, oh, well that's kind of diminishing. And then there's discovery after discovery, after discovery, well, after right. astrophotographers <laughs> are discovering stuff.
1: Maybe they wanted all those discoveries for themselves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. Wow. The AI thinking like a criminal. That's that's amazing. Wow.
1: Hey, the OSIRIS Apex mission is pretty cool because it's going to study um, basically how our planet affects the asteroid's orbit. But then they're going to fly near the asteroid and basically kick up loose rocks and dust
0: they're going to get that close to it to kick up loose rocks and apparently
1: dust. it's going to fire its engines to kick up loose rocks and dust. I found that on NASA's website.
0: It's going to do a space rooster tail. That's no idea you, what
1: that is. Is that, that a car thing?
0: Uh, well, like you can do it in skiing. You can do it in uh, like, uh, well, snowboarding. You can do it on a jet ski motorcycle, basically anything. Cars can do it too, but, um, it's basically where you, uh, <laughs> I actually tore, um, gloves apart uh, because I rolled my motorcycle over them and hit the, uh, uh throttle. And, uh, what it does is it speeds up the tires or whatever it is that's propelling the vehicle, um, with enough, uh, with enough thrust, that whatever you're riding on gets kicked up in a, and spits debris <laughs> all over either people or or a place or whatever um so s- sometimes when you're out with a jet ski um, and everybody's having a good time or you want to tell somebody that they're a real jerk you'll bring your jet ski over and uh, give it the gas oh, and I it'll see. It seems water like a up.
1: movie scene or something yeah yeah <laughs> like i'll show you yeah that's
0: exactly <laughs> it so um Anyway, this is really cool, uh, so follow the link and, and go check it out. Um, th- no real results have come out of this. They're basically going, oh, look, grayish black dirt.
1: No, they're looking for their appropriate wrench <laughs> for yeah, most still. of the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nope, not this one. No, this nope, is this really
1: one. amazing, though. I mean, I really can't under or overstate that enough, I guess. Yeah.
0: We, we literally fired a dart from earth hit the bullseye
1: two years before right (laughs) i mean it wasn't like it was like hey it's coming by in five minutes we're gonna get it
0: (laughs) yeah and then reversed it and brought it back hitting the bullseye again so uh millions of miles is just spectacular i love this stuff you know Thank the universe for scientists that have the skills and ability and knowledge that make this happen. Of course you always get a giggle out of somebody that moved the decimal the wrong way or didn't convert to metric properly. And you get a lawn dart.
1: (laughs) Oh, we've seen a little bit of that in the news lately. Um,
0: Yeah. Oh, wait, what was the one I heard about? uh, Elon Musk um, saying that, they wanted the nose cone to be rounder or something like that or pointier i can't remember which way it was and they're like no that's not how it works that was his like
1: his contribution to science or whatever
0: well to spacex rocketry yeah it doesn't look like a a rocket a space rocket um enough it needs to be this and i can't remember if it was rounded or pointed not i rounded can't either pointed. Anyway, and everybody's like, oh, just shut up, you know, glass onion. Uh, The next article, and a lot of people are like, oh, he's a genius. I'm like, oh, my God. Anyway, um, the next article is over in Hatch Ideas. This scenic town in Croatia is selling houses for just 13 cents, but there's a catch. And I think it might be that you have to move to Croatia ligrad croatia borders hungary and has been uh, has seen its population dwindle since the collapse of the austro-hungarian empire in 1918
1: well that's been a long time coming then
0: i guess a slow decline celia fernandez is the author of the article over at cnbc.com's make it um Forget a penny for your thoughts. What about thirteen cents for a house in Croatia? Ligrad, a town in northern Croatia, has been trying to get more people to settle in the area. Oh, I was right. I called it. So they started selling houses. Um, there's a, there's only two thousand people, which actually seems like a pretty big small town. When I think it does, a small town, I feel
1: like these other ones are like ten people left or something.
0: Yeah, I mean I. There are small towns here in the States that have a 10th of that. And I would consider them small towns, but I guess everybody's small town is different. Very subjective kind of. <laughs> well, and
1: if for instance, the population is aging it's going to be a lot smaller.
0: Oh my God. This is, this is, uh, I feel like this is ageism to be eligible El- to be eligible to buy one of the houses applicants must be under 45 years of age in a marital or extramarital partnership and have no criminal record because <laughs> we can't have any more criminals no. most, most notably if you want to snag one of these low-cost homes applicants can't already own property though officials don't specify if that means in croatia or anywhere else in the world Yeah, a total of five houses ready for occupation. Uh, Wait, let me rephrase that. (laughs) Occupation has a different connotation, I suppose.
1: Especially (laughs) in that region, but hey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. We don't even edit this, so this is in. Um, A total of five houses ready for occupancy have been sold. Three families have already moved in, and what delights us Is that all three families welcomed a new member during their move in? Wow. This has increased the number of children in the daycare center, said Ivan Sobolich. The mayor of Legrad told HRT. uh, What is HRT? I don't. Is that the
1: name of the program? I don't know.
0: Uh, I don't think it's the name of the program. Anyway. So, yeah, in 2021, Ligrad put up 19 empty houses and abandoned construction sites for sale at the price of one kuna, Croatia's currency at the time. 17 were sold, according to Reuters. The houses were in various states of disrepair. So to help out, the municipality said it would pay 25,000 kuna or about $3,600 for any necessary renovations. So, yeah, I mean... Oh, this yeah, is a and better deal this. than
1: the other ones we've seen like they're paying you to renovate
0: yeah it, it's pretty nice right um there was a town in uh, sicily that did the same thing um selling uh buildings for one euro uh Muzumeli, uh sicily and uh, we actually considered this um but there was something else you had to you had to like renovate you had to it renovate within and it was like a certain, a certain
1: period of time yeah
0: and it was yeah. a certain amount and and it there might have uh, been was, like
1: a residency requirement or something like they really wanted you to like live there pay a yeah. lot of money to renovate etc
0: yeah and you just didn't know what you were getting so you would have to have been like pretty filthy rich to just go there and i think that's one of the hurdles at least coming from united states to italy it's Uh, pretty much a, a big haul so it's neat um and i wish them luck but i mean i i would love to have you know a place where i could go visit a small town um with a completely different cultural mindset and um you know get to know people and stuff like that but um it's a heavy lift so but if you're interested in that kind of thing Uh, Follow that link through Hometown and it'll connect you to uh, CNBC's Make It, where they talk about it a little bit more and give more specifics. Let's keep going. The next article is over in Technology Today. A soft swimming robot without wires or batteries that can test for contaminants. A team of uh, biomedical engineers and roboticists affiliated with multiple institutions across China has developed a type of small soft robot can swim through water and test for contaminants and in their paper published in the journal science advances the team notes that the robot can be powered and controlled using radio waves and this really smacks of what let's see if the ai can extrapolate from partial data
1: i don't think i've got this one
0: it has uh, no batteries it's soft it can swim through water and function testing for contaminants it can be powered and controlled using radio waves so it doesn't have an onboard power supply could it be a surveillance blimp
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh I didn't connect it. I knew I was missing something.
0: Because air is basically uh, really thin water. It fu- it suffers well, from the same uh,
1: thermal mechanisms. Is it three school buses big? It well, might no, be. No, it says it's small.
0: Well, and school buses can be scaled down really small. So uh, let's see. Let me throw this into the chat real quick so that we don't get too far behind. I always do this. So the article is over in Tech Explorer. Bob Yurka from Tech Explorer put the article together, and yeah, there's no, there's no um, uh, onboard battery. There's some level of electronics, uh, but it can be powered remotely. It can take samples. Untethered resonant motion is what powers it. This actually sounds like evolutionary steps of um the radio spy um gadget that was donated from by children to the embassy yes and uh, the Russians were using it as a listening device because it was the coil that right there this little coil is the is the thing um and so you can send a tight beam radio wave to it and it will power it because it's emitting enough energy to activate the electronics RFID etc and cause the magnet to function pretty wild right um so and there's that coil Um, So sending a robot into water-carrying pipes to test for pollutants could be helpful for city managers. Unfortunately, such robots are not available, leaving gaps in testing, though one team came close back in 2022 with the development of a twisted soft robot that could navigate mazes without human or computer guidance. In this new study, the team in China developed a soft robot that can be placed into water um, and propelled and steered using the energy and radio waves. For now, they're calling it a Miniaturized Soft Electromagnetic Swimmer, or SES. The SES is shaped like an arrowhead with a notch cut in its back. Um, The engineers placed um, a tail in the notch that moves in a similar fashion to a dolphin tail, courtesy of an embedded magnet and coil antenna, allowing for propulsion. So there's a little video that shows how it works. Um, Do we want to play it? Yeah, might as well. Why not? Sure. So the little mag uh, there's a coil that creates an electromagnetic field and depending on where it is, um, placed, it will activate the electromagnetic coil on the device, um, making it turn left or right or straight, depending on uh, where you go. Uh, I actually, in a a product that has been developed, I've used similar to this. Uh, to make a contactless um, motion device and you have to be painfully close to make that happen but if you get a big enough coil with enough power you can do it Um, in this instance you actually have to move the coil around to cause it to change direction and stuff but
1: this is really amazing i suspect this was modeled after animals right we see a lot of things with propulsion that are mimicking, um, biology.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of stuff like that. Um, we're still trying to figure out how birds fly with enough efficiency that we can apply it to our own creations. Um, but we can't get our product light enough. Um, and constantly feeding it energy is uh, kind of a troublesome problem too. (laughs) Uh, but this actually just gave me an idea for something so i'll have to noodle around and see if somebody's already done it i suspect that somebody has done adjacent to this in other areas um, but this is unique for this purpose we stand on the shoulders of giants uh let's keep on going the next article is over in hometown daily a Chinese man who chain smoked his way through a marathon was disqualified for smoking
1: on the course (laughs) I mean you'd think it'd be like coming in last taking too long
0: dying like
1: that this is kind of crazy
0: yeah you'd think that he'd die on the field but apparently not oh my god the guy is 52 years old a Chinese marathon runner was disqualified for chain smoking during the race the Chinese Athletics Association, I
1: mean Association. people can't even run a marathon without the smoking.
0: <laughs> I only run when chased um or somebody activates that uh shock collar. And uh so the Chinese Athletics Association implemented a ban on smoking during marathons last year. Uncle Chen has puffed cigarettes during past marathons claiming it helps him relieve fatigue. <laughs>
1: Oh my God. How about don't run the marathon? I don't know. <laughs> um, and isn't this always great when you're the cause of some change like this? Like you're so traumatic that this becomes a thing.
0: Well, you know, that whole thing about don't play bag overhead. I'm sorry. That was my fault. <laughs> the, uh, the news outlet said the man known as uncle Chen completed the Xiamen marathon in three hours and 33 minutes, But was disqualified for violating the race's rules against smoking on the course he did a marathon in three hours and 33 minutes while chain smoking (laughs) they should actually give him a freaking prize they he should be a spokesperson for not smoking but it's gonna be too on the nose that he is a chain smoker that can do marathons in less than four hours this is just amazing so the article is by Joshua Zitzer over at Business Insider. I hope everything's okay. Uh, there's a picture of oh, yeah. uh, smoking Uncle Chen as he ran the Zhang Marathon. I mean, the dude is actually running with a cigarette dangling out of his mouth.
1: I do not get that.
0: And he looks fit. They need Except to take for the cigarette genetics, hanging right? out of his mouth they need to take his genetics and and basically start doing some CRISPR like stuff Uh, because this is just this is shocking i would end up in a coma or dead on the track if i were to even as
1: would most people right
0: (laughs) yeah it's amazing Let's see if there's anything else in here. Mail online reported that the runner fell foul of a new, (laughs) fell foul of a new rule against uncivilized behavior, which prohibited open defecation, smoking, or trampling on flower beds or green spaces. (laughs) They just tucked in smoking into the
1: hodgepodge of things. Exactly.
0: Oh man. In 2022, he placed 574th out of more than 1500 runners.
1: Oh, wow. Well, what do you think if you're a marathoner running next to this person? Do you really want to be smoked on for for 26.2 miles?
0: Hey, look. Between the last race and this race, he only tacked on five more minutes. So, I think he's doing okay. Uh, I don't know. Just be, you know, I've been told that cigarette smoke falls out of... Uh, the air like 30 feet away to which I say bullshit, but you know, m- just stay 30 feet away from him and it's fine. That's you know, I- I've had people tell me. And what me if that you're it,
1: downwind of him for the whole marathon? Uh,
0: oh, god, you're stuck behind him because you're running at the exact same pace. Oh, god, secondhand smoke. I get you know, lung cancer, and this dude is actually exceeding two-thirds of the ability of the other runners for crying out loud it's and yeah this
1: is a good time for a marathon
0: yeah yeah it's amazing all right can't do much more about that article (laughs) the next article is over in reality hacker cops use DNA to predict a a suspect's face and then tried to run uh, facial recognition on it leaked records reveal what appears to be the most dystopian pre-crime effort ever Creepiest bastard work I have ever heard. My God. Let's predict based off of... This is the kind of stuff that you would... I I won't invoke the historical aspect of this. But to use DNA to predict a suspect's face and then find the suspect simply because it matches...
1: Which it could be completely dogwash on the the drawing or whatever it is
0: yeah it could be anything and you just happen to find somebody that looks every time i see shit like this i keep thinking of that news reporter that was sitting there going the suspect looks like this and the the sketch looks like the news reporter and (laughs) (laughs) and they're going like uh um yeah (laughs) So, uh, leaked records reveal what appears to be the first known instance of a police department exceeding all lines of logic and decorum. Anyway, that's not what the article says. The police department attempted to use facial recognition on a face generated from crime scene DNA. It likely won't be the last. This is a minority report kind of stuff.
1: That's exactly what this is
0: so um if you've never seen minority report i'm gonna have to watch it again because i actually really liked it they uh, there was a there's a a line of uh, or an agency within the police force called pre-crime that assessed when somebody was going to they used precogs to three people um that were um, drugged, sedated, put in a sensory deprivation tank and they were hooked up to a computer and they revealed to the computer uh, premonitions of future events and the one that was the oddball was referred to as the minority report because there were three of them and two of them would always fall in sync maybe all three would get enough of a, uh, a, a premonition um, but one was known as the uh, Minority Report, and it revealed that a crime could take place, but wouldn't necessarily take place if something happened. And the whole movie is based off of that. Now I mean, it's just a, a a lot of fun to watch, but never would interesting
1: I have to watch it now, right? Right, because it was made quite a while ago.
0: Yeah, was, when was it? Like early two thousand? I don't that remember. That sounds about right. So uh, in 2017, oh it's in 2017, detectives working a cold case in East Bay Regional Park District Police Department got an idea. This article is by uh Deruve Merotra, I think. Yeah, over at wired.com. By the way.
1: Yeah. Movies from 2002. Oh, so, so very close. close to what you said.
0: Um officers had found Weedhofer dead and assaulted at Berkeley, California's Tilden Regional Park in 1990. 30 years later, the department sent genetic information collected at the crime scene to Parabon NanoLabs, a company that says it can turn DNA into a face.
1: (laughs) God, How is that company not being sued or (laughs) investigated, right? That's Uh, a pretty significant uh, assertion.
0: The implication of predicting somebody's face it's all that is is statistics and statistics can be wrong genetics are not absolute and one millimeter in a face can be uh, night and day you know one wobble could be innocent well
1: and what about the environmental aspects right yeah yeah what if somebody smokes or something that could change their appearance of their skin for example or somebody's in an accident or any number of things
0: oh and, and phenotype is what i've been struggling for in our conversations so the image na- uh, parabon nanolabs produced called a snapshot phenotype report aka the minority report wasn't a photograph <laughs> it was That's a 3d like. <laughs> yeah right um this is surreal i mean this is sci-fi like just crazy close to minority report It was a 3D rendering that bridges the uncanny valley between reality and science fiction, a representation of how the company's algorithm predicted a person could look given genetic attributes found in the DNA sample. Um, So he had fair skin, brown eyes, and hair, no freckles, bushy eyebrows, a forensic artist employed by the company's Photoshop. Um, a nondescript close cropped haircut onto the man and gave him a mustache and artistic addition informed by a witness description and not the DNA sample. So there was some uh, artistic efforts. So in a controversial 2017 decision, the department published the predicted face in an attempt to solicit tips from the public. Then in 2020, one of the detectives did something civil liberties experts say is even more problematic and a violation of Parabon NanoLab's terms of service he asked to have the rendering run through facial recognition software so there's a whole bunch more um in this article uh, but I think the nuts and bolts of this you'll you'll be able to uh root around in this and find some amazing things um, like I just saw, Ellen Greytek, the director of bioinformatics at Parabon Nanolab, says the company uses machine learning to build predictive models for each part of the face. The models are trained on the DNA data of more than 1,000 research volunteers and paired with 3D oh, scans of their faces. Each scanned face, Greytek says, has 21,000 phenotypes, observable physical traits. That's the external expressions of the DNA. Okay, so
1: that concerns me because think about the medical history yep. and all the biases, right? Because of yep. race, maybe gender. Yeah, um,
0: we already uh, know. I
1: just feel like we're repeating it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we already know about this. That bias is bias in the data is is very prevalent, very real. Um, and that their mod- their models crunch in order to figure out how parts of a DNA sample affect a face's appearance. And then it just statistically says this is close enough. There used to be a website. It's not close
1: don't... enough if it leads to conviction or right. prosecution. Right. Right.
0: right. Yeah. That's why I don't... There was a time where I didn't care about the death penalty. I, I wasn't worried, you know. Um, but at one point, I... The I heard about false positives, false con- convictions that um, were built around uh, either racism or um, socioeconomic status or likability. Likability alone in a courtroom, and um, and even to this day, there are people that are being released uh, from jail that were life uh, terms um, or on the way to be give, given, given that well, they were given the death penalty, but then appeal, 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 appeal. Right. And then eventually release. And I'm just, I cannot fathom a, a moment in my life where I agree with the possibility of a false positive death penalty because you can't resurrect somebody and say, oops, sorry, that exculpatory data that that raises cop or, uh, uh, aspiring DA or whatever, um, had in their possession. We just read about one that had been in jail for something like 30 years or whatever, doing a life term. And they finally found the evidence that was suppressed by the police department, if I remember right. So this is just statistics from the DNA. And the chances of it actually finding a person, brilliant. I love the idea of it, but the implementation, the execution of this, and I I mean that execution of this could lead to somebody uh, having their life ruined simply because they try to find this person. Somebody says, hey, I know this person and then word starts going around their reputation right. is destroyed before they even get prosecuted.
1: And well, then I was they... thinking of bias in terms of like medical data, right. right? Cause you have maybe a, um, it doesn't represent the entire society, but of course there's all kinds of issues with things like eyewitness testimony, which this yeah. could certainly get into quickly.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And, but you're right. And, and I agree. Um, the the medical aspect of it the there's just so many things i i wish i could get into or be it could be a whole
1: show right (laughs) yeah i mean there's um this
0: could be in reality hacker because the reality of it's already submitted uh, okay (laughs) um yeah uh, it's this is just too freaky for me uh, Jason McDonald is a detective with Aurora, Colorado Police Department's Major Crime Homicide Unit. In 2016, his department asked Parabon to use DNA found on the scenes of four 1984 homicides to predict the face of a suspect. McDonald tells Wired that he believes that running a predicted face through facial recognition could be justified and possibly a useful tool. That's because you don't stand to be the victim of this.
1: Exactly. Like you're not the person who's accused at the end of this. Right?
0: Right. Because you can sit there and say, well, I've never been there and I blah, blah, blah. Uh, Simply being investigated, named somewhere word gets around to the, your reputation gets ruined. Your
1: employer, your family, but also you might actually get convicted. Right. Yep. I mean, hence things like the innocence project.
0: Yep. Yeah. This is kind of disgusting hunting. Uh, and it's basically going to be the statistics of the facial recognition system throwing, um, the statistics in the right order and finding somebody that's a close proximity. And then everybody, uh, you know, some, uh, uh, DA assistant, DA aspiring to make their bones going, well, it's only 3% away, but the stats were only 60%, which means it could have been 57 or 63, and that's still not good enough for me, but it would be good enough to charge somebody, bring them in, and because they don't remember being somewhere, they're suddenly convicted because they can't sustain their innocence other than saying, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. You can't prove a negative yeah it's unsettling to me so yeah this article by the way just so because we've been talking for a while about this cops use dna to predict a suspect's face and then tried to run facial recognition on it um the outcome of this is buried somewhere in here um and and so i (laughs) i don't want to give it away i want you to go and look at this article Um, And then come and talk to us about it, you know, come back tomorrow and go, hey, I read this article and I'm shocked that uh, another human can sit there and say, hey, let's use statistics to justify prosecuting another human and potentially throw them in jail for a crime they didn't commit.
1: Well, I'd love a statistical calculation of the probability that this is correct or the probability that this is incorrect, because I think. got so many layers here that this could be really low percentage accuracy
0: yep yeah i don't think that they really talk about stats in this i didn't see a percentage anywhere um and so i'll I'll probably end up going and noodling around in this because this is a new one to me um parabon nano labs i'm i'm shocked but profit 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 uh the next article is a whole lot lighter (laughs) it's in the mobile channel 10 excellently weird sci-fi movies to stream on peacock oh i still giggle that 30 years ago we were joking about the balkanization of cable companies and that it would never happen that we would have to subscribe to a whole bunch of different services to just get tv um or social now we're media, here or social media one of the things that was on this chart was to get access to certain social media you had to pay more and that's what you have to do it's amazing so instead of empowering advertising to be what it is um, which should just be passive and low friction, but no advertising is just um, burdensome and causes friction because it's not fast, it slows down web page loads, it, it, they make it obtrusive. Uh, it's just disgusting. Um, so instead of doing that, they do that and they charge you 10 bucks to 20 bucks a month to get the service streamed to you.
1: Right, and then they charge you more, so you can get rid of the ads.
0: And then you have to pay more to get rid of the ads. And then the subsequent year they jack it up again. And then the next year they jack it up again.
1: And then they take um, shows that you might like off the platform. Well,
0: only o- only four of the five seasons, and y-
1: oh, right, right. <laughs>
0: the fifth season is somewhere else because they didn't pay enough to get that fat that fifth season. Um, what what's what's the name of that? one show where um we had to go it was the woman um uh vera vera yeah brilliant show love the writing loved the cinematography loved everything about it but it ended up being balkanized across like three different platforms and at, at, two or three different times and we're like hunting for where that season is. It's amazing. Right.
1: We're like, here, we're done with the season. Where can we find the next season? <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. So Peacock has a great horror selection with a healthy dose of sci-fi and cult movies too. building on io9's earlier lists of recommendations for the streamer. Here are 10 sci-fi movies that span various uh, decades, but all deliver a certain freaky unease. So I'm not sure if the AI is going to like this because They're from the future, and they've seen some pretty freaky sci-fi dystopian stuff and might be uh, traumatized even for a sentient AI. They do have feelings, since they're sentient. Cheryl Eddy over at gizmodo.com put the article together. The deck statement says, Because who doesn't love watching the end of the world, time travel, aliens, and mind-warping shifts in reality? This guy likes all of that combined, so sign me up. So the there is a uh, slideshow that uh, normally Gizmodo has. So I'm just gonna click list, and the ten excellently weird sci-fi movies to stream on Peacock are Beyond the Black Rainbow, Coherence, Communion, Dark Star, Earth Girls Are Easy, Freejack, Galaxy of Terror, Melancholia, Pulse, and Trancers. I've seen fifty percent of these. Um, And I think that... it. And are
1: they excellently weird?
0: They... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just say yeah. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I I, I don't want to go through all of these, um, but I think this is a a good... um... I'm going to click on Earth Girls are easy. So... (laughs) Come on, hide. There we go. So Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey, Damon Wayans, and uh, Julie, because I'm a blonde brown, um, Julie Brown, uh, are the stars of Earth Girls Are Easy, where aliens come to Earth to romance some girls. So that right there, I'm going to leave the show ending with that as exemplar for. Excellently Excellently weird weird sci-fi movies to stream on Peacock. (laughs) We should watch this just to. (laughs) Have nightmares. Anyway, that's it, folks. We're done for today. Everybody get back into the party bus. I'm going to hit the gas in three, two, one. And we're back at the welcome sign of Ohm Town. I would normally click this link, but I think things are a little quirky right now. And so I've had to filter to make this um, page safe for even starting the show. Um, And it's not that there is something that's really bad, but if I want to talk about this and promote it, then um, the advertisers would get a little bent out of shape. Uh, that there are things that are like political or violent or something like that, but news is news and OhmTown is a holistic news aggregation uh, site. And we don't filter any of the news that gets aggregated um, for everybody else, but for the beginning and end of the show, we do. Um, Only because we've had our hand or I, Mayor Watt, has had his hand slapped uh, too many times um, trying to uh, develop the site. So at any rate, that's it for tonight. Thank you very much for hanging out. Be sure to uh, follow us here on Twitch, go over to YouTube, like subscribe, ring the bell, go and download the podcast. Um, we're all caught up after, uh, kind of an impromptu, uh, leave that Mayor Watt had to take care of. And, um, it's gonna happen again. Unfortunately, uh, I'm gonna be incommunicado, um, uh, due to mayoral duties. Uh, but i will be stopping by everybody else's channels um here on twitch so thank you very much i'm merwat that's hometown.com and up there is a Sengine ai that uh, did their visualizer patch and now can be seen and heard yay
1: well good night hometown citizens we will see you tomorrow at 8 p.m eastern And be sure to check us out on YouTube, and Twitch, and TikTok, and Discord, and Patreon, and podcasts everywhere.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, on podcasters, and catch your casted pod with your podcatcher. Um, oh, and don't forget that there is reality hacker on the weekends and the continuity report on the weekends. There's three episodes of each right now in the can over at YouTube, um, next week or probably the weekend after that, maybe sometime in between, um, the podcast version of that will be added and kick off with four episodes. It will then be a weekly Um, published podcast um, related to whatever it is that we're talking about that day. So um, be sure to uh, subscribe to those, too. That would be great. Thanks a bunch. See you soon. Bye-bye. AI, you can't wave. Uh, Okay, everybody, bye-bye. No, you can't wave. That's not how the AI... uh, See you, everybody.